Hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Dave. Now, we know you've probably spent many a nights flipping through Netflix, Amazon, or whatever on-demand service, seeing a flick you think looks cool, but don't know anything about and wonder to yourself, should I watch this? Well, we did, and we're here to let you know whether or not you should. Now, we're a couple of dudes that are pretty passionate about movies, pizza, and booze. And we combine all three on this show, so before you go any further, just know it's going to get pretty fucking explicit. Yeah, if you're easily offended or don't like swearing, just turn back now. But if you stay the course, we'll kick back, relax, and let us assault your ears with the only movie review you'll ever see. This is Raw View. Well, welcome everybody. Um, tonight we are watching Kong Skull Island. This is actually a movie that I have seen before. I actually saw it in theaters in IMAX, and I was a big fan. I was a big fan. I actually um, I talked it up to uh, to you, Dave, a lot because I really wanted you to see it, and um, I'm really excited that we're actually going to watch it tonight. Um, I don't. I don't really want to like oversell it, and I know I already have. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> talk this one out quite a bit. Yeah, what do you what do you think? What are your uh, what are your thoughts? What do you want to see? Uh, well, I'm okay. So let let me rewind back to uh, I think a few months ago when the trailers for uh, Kong Skull Island first came out. I was I think the first one come out came out, and I was like, shut the fuck up! Like, are we gonna do this again? Another King Kong movie. Mm. But then like another trailer came out, and they were just like. All the 70s imagery with just, like, mm-hmm, dudes mm-hmm. flying around in helicopters with, in just Vietnam get-ups with, like, scarves and, like, lightning bolt fucking helmets and shit. I was like, okay, I think, I'm, I, think I could get into this. Maybe it's highly stylized, and uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I mean, granted, I don't want to get my hopes up. I think the beauty behind the, this movie, anyway, is that uh, hopes should remain in the toilet until escalated outside of said toilet. So, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, at the same time, at the same time, <laughs> well, uh, at the same time I, I trust your opinion. Um, I, I think uh, I don't know. You, you said this movie was really great, and you were very, very excited about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to watch it. Um, I think uh, this is a little bit of a bigger movie than we, I think, started this whole podcast thing. Mm-hmm. Episode one, we talked about the Void, which is a much lower production movie. Um, and uh, now we're about to go to something that has like Loki from the Avengers. Well, in yeah, it. I mean, uh, let's uh, if we can go down the cast real quick. It's it's Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, John Goodman, Corey Hawkins of uh, love the, Corey yeah, Hawkins. Uh, was he, he was on Twenty Four? He was on. In the oh, NWA you actually know movie. who he is? I thought you were fucking with me. No, no, no. He's actually <laughs> never he's, heard he's of Doctor Dre's son. He played uh, Dre ah. in uh, in the new NWA Dr. movie. Dre. New NWA that came mm. out like two years ago. Um, I, there's uh, some good character actors in there, um, like Shay Wingham is in it. Um, What's Shay Wingham also done? I, I don't recognize that name. Uh, you would know him if you saw him. Like, there's like a lot of guys like that, like Mark Evan Jackson. He's like he does a lot of uh, like comedies. Like, you would see him in Parks and Rec and like a lot of just like comedy shows, movies, whatever. Mm. But they, I mean, this is a studded cast, and uh, they don't disappoint in my eyes. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to reset your brain a little bit. I would like to do so with the audience as well. What you want to do when you go into this movie is expect nothing more than an awesome popcorn flick. Do not expect the uh, the movie of the year. Don't expect Oscars or anything like that. This is just going to be a fun ride. Uh, right on. Yeah, don't expect me to question like what what life is. Yeah, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like who is the Kong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, uh, definitely don't do that. Um Basically, as a matter of fact, from the from the premise, we can uh, we can give a quick rundown right now. And uh, it's nothing you haven't seen from the trailers. It's uh, this scientist uh, finds this island in um, in the Pacific that's surrounded by a hurricane. This is at the tail end of the uh, the Vietnam War, so he finds uh, like the best helicopter fleet in all of uh, in the in the entire army. And they decide to just roll in there, and it's all about survival afterwards. So, excuse hey. me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So, why don't you uh, grab yourselves a slice of pepperoni and mushroom? Pour yourself a bourbon. Bullet bourbon. 
Yeah, let's, and run, then, down, let's run down our sponsors oh, this yeah, evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sponsors um, this evening. Take a uh, Pizza is brought to us by Paradise Pizza, Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, mm. Family-owned established, I ima- uh, establishment, I imagine. Um, we're doing a classic Rich and Dave special, pepperoni and mushroom. Um, if you don't eat pepperoni and mushroom pizza, you've never... Um, Eating a good pizza. Um, booze is brought to us by uh, Bullet Bourbon, which is just magical, magical stuff. It's affordable. It tastes a little bit less like paint thinner than most other bourbons. And it's uh, just always there for you. It's like a good friend. And then, speaking of good friends, our beer of choice is Our neighbors. Is our neighbors. Hi, neighbor. As always, is the famous Narragansett. Um, Hi, neighbor. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you think Absolute Ribbon is an acceptable beer, then at least graduate up to a Narragansett for not a penny more. Yeah. Um, so, and um, I just want to, for our sponsors, uh, I just want to know that none of these uh, sponsors know that they are endorsing us, nor are they actually. <laughs> uh, they are just feeling us and uh, making it so that we can be uh, the right kind of obnoxious for you. So um, thank you to all those places. All right, let's rock and ruin. Let's get this fucking done. Seven entire days later. What? Yeah. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, If it sounds like we are two sober judges, it's because we're not judges. We're definitely stone-cold sober. Yeah, we Uh, fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up up badly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There is a third and silent member of our crew uh, that is no longer welcome here until it gets its shit together and picks its axe off the floor. Uh, Dave, why don't you give a brief rundown of what happened? Uh, Well, it was our friend as we... You know, called it out for being our friend. It was uh, our friend Bourbon, mm. Bullet Bourbon, to be specific. Um, Bastard Bourbon. <laughs> yeah, that that fucker. Um, we we drank a whole bottle. We drank a whole bottle before we were even. I think we had just finished the movie, and we had maybe in the first five minutes of our first attempt at reviewing this movie, uh, we had finished it off. We were fucking polluted. Yeah. What's this? What's this that I what, Wait, hey, what do you wait, have wait. there? Oh! Like, to eat some tang? I know how to answer that question. Half a pizza left. <laughs> I, too, I think by the way. I need to start eating more of it because I am fucking Let's loaded. crush, dude. It's like fucking amateur hour. I did it. Good. Any goddamn thing you said while I was pissing? I'm gonna hear it. Rich. A fucking two pop salute? Yeah. To a fucking Colonel, what's his name, Samuel L. Jackson? You know what, dude? To Samuel L. Jackson in this movie, the war may be over, but you're gonna win the battle, but it's still in your heart. Oh, yeah. And this, this is not a hyperbole, by the way. This We literally drained an entire bottle of bourbon within the first half hour of that yeah. movie. And we and drank three beers, each three beers. Yeah, yeah, we were destroyed. Yeah, I was blacked out. Um, yeah. I remember right up to about the point the movie ended, and then we turned on the microphones, and then it's just fucking darkness. The only thing I remember was we got at each other's throats. Calm down. You're being a dick. Stop. <laughs> You're being a fucking dick. Wait. I'm not. Wait, shut up. You just gonna... I'm gonna whisper in my microphone. You wanna have a whisper fight? Shut the fuck up. Just go, go lay down. Uh, we got really, really upset. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. I was, I just started like throwing criticisms out about the movie. It, it made you upset. And then I just started defending myself like <laughs> by attacking harder. It was ridiculous. It was like we were debating. Uh, and it just got out of control. Um, and then we, this is my favorite part, we reconciled, I think, three times. Uh, or, or actually, rather, two times after the initial time. So, we just launched Kong Skull Island. We totally did. Yeah. We watched the shit out of it. I tell, have to tell you. I think this you. movie is tired after we got done watching it. Yeah, we're recording again. All right. Well, we just watched... Kong. Skull fucking Island. Each time it was really funny because we know how much we fought. And then when we went back to listen to it, we're like bouncy and happy for a minute. And then we just get right after each other. (laughs) Uh, It's really funny. And then by the end of it, we are so fucking annihilated that we are just slurring at each other. I think at one point we got mildly racist. (laughs) Um, 
I, oh my god, I don't know. It it was funny, but it was it was bad. I mean, so bad that I think I we were questioning. I think both of us were questioning whether or not we were going to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know what we rallied. We we came together and we we put rules on ourselves. And the first rule is no more fucking bourbon. <laughs> yeah, no more bourbon. We're gonna go. We're gonna go with just beers for a little while. We're gonna do like a few. Like maybe one or two like high octane ones, some local choices, and then uh, straight into the Gansett after that. But yeah, no no liquor yeah, <laughs> for learn, a little bit. Learn from our mistakes, folks. Yeah, until until bourbon can get its shit together and stop being such a dick. Mm. Uh, that's that's what we're gonna, we're just gonna hang out with our beers. Right, because we're not to blame. Yeah, we were generous. No, no yeah, we no. They, into the house. We put. We even were so nice to put it on ice. Yeah, and you know what? It just egged us on the entire night and just kept needling at us. Oh and, fucking time. Jesus Christ! The UPS man back. Nah, he's sniffing his own butt. Well, that doesn't make you bark. What does? No. So anyway, are you ready to talk about Kong Skull Island? I absolutely am. Oh, and by the way, before we start doing that, I got to give us kudos because as drunk as shit as we are, we still were able to kind of coherently talk about this film. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Uh, at the end of the movie, I definitely ripped off a couple movies we could move on to. It like named the leading <laughs> yeah. actor. I was like, Split, yeah. James McAvoy, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan film. By the way, if you had asked me to do a simple math equation, I would have just thrown up and passed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was definitely like the drunk lightning round. So that was uh, pretty impressive. Anyway, on to uh, Kong Skull Island. Uh, uh, this is actually the second time that I've seen this movie. So, uh, so Dave, what were your thoughts? Um, so, I gotta tell you, I loved it. Uh, mm. It was great. It was. I think you. I think you said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. You were at the beginning of this. You're like, this is a popcorn film. It's not an Oscar award winner. Don't go into this thinking you're gonna come out with some fucking revelation yeah. or anything like that. It is a movie called Kong Skull Island. And, you know, it's a big monster movie. And I think, ultimately, that's my favorite takeaway, is yeah. it's it's a monster movie, and it feels like the beginning of something much bigger. Yeah, it, Not to make a big monster pun, but it just feels like it is something much, much bigger. It absolutely is. And we could put the spoiler warning right here. That's all you guys are going to get. So, mm-hmm. going forward, we're going to discuss the crap out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um it absolutely is the start of something huge. Um, at the well, we won't talk about the very end, but this is definitely like their their franchise. This is gonna like kind of like their Iron Man of, yeah. of their yep. their uh, cinematic universe. I know that um, they tried to do that with Godzilla, and that's gonna tie into this as well. But yeah, this is definitely gonna be. Uh, it's what they're trying to do, uh, clearly, uh, especially with the post-credit sequence, is set up a bigger universe uh, involving Godzilla characters, King Kong, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a big thing. Stay through. Um, stay through the. Uh, you know, yes. You yeah. might not think. Oh, you're like, oh, it's it's not a Marvel yeah. movie. I don't need to stay through. Stay through. Because, it's worth it. Yeah, there there is a um, a post movie sequence with uh, with John C. Riley, but then there's also a post-credit sequence with Brie Larson. Um, um, Corey Hawkins, Corey Hawkins, and uh, Tom Hiddleston. Who, who, who? Before we did this whole thing, I had no idea who he was. Now I know he's Dr. Dre's son, um, and uh, now I feel like we're old. Yeah, friends. he is Dr. Dre's son, though, right? Uh, you told me that. I know. I swear I to God. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so actually, I'd like to run down some of my favorite things about this movie, and I would like to start first and foremost with the feel, is which is what I thought mm-hmm. made this movie stand out amidst uh, like other big monster movies. Um, and I think that's what makes it important. You know, like you have movies like Pacific Rim that just have this like immediate style that uh, makes them stand out. And, and this one has one of them because it takes place in 1973. Mm-hmm. It is a, I think either the, the Vietnam War has, uh, and I'm forgive me on my history on this, but um, the Vietnam War has either just ended or is on the verge. I think it's just ended. Um, and, uh, you know, you got... Uh, you got all this immediate like nostalgia. They do this great credit sequence where we walk through uh, the years from World War II leading into the Vietnam War to the end of the Vietnam War, and we started this great period where just is just the dawn of a lot of really cool things happening in the world. So you already have this backdrop, and then already they're going to go to a remote island. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? That has that is just layered in mystery, and I think it's one of the coolest things in the movie because I am. Just so in love with like Vietnam era 
imagery and stuff like that because it's just it's intoxicating. I'm not I'm not I'm pro war by any means, but it's just it's always cool. You knew you knew going in like they cut to a helicopter depot and you're like, oh, we're gonna hear Creed and Clearwater Revival in this movie. Yeah. Like, oh, it's gonna happen. The soundtrack just opens up with these mean '70s tones that are just like gritty and gross. Cue the music. Alright, so I'm already this soundtrack. <laughs> Ooh, this is my favorite song ever. Did you know that? Is it? I'm not even kidding. Uncool with the black side. Black, you know what? I'm talking about. I love the some creeds. I didn't even sound sensitive to the soldiers. You know, more than like you went to war with the best rock and roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you went to war with black side. I love the way it was done. It has like an older look and feel to it. They did a very, very good job setting the tone right from the right from the very beginning. Um, oh, by the way, I just looked it up. Corey Hawkins, not Dr. Dre's son. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you know what? I screwed up. It's actually uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. from Straight Outta Compton, who is Ice Cube's son. So I got that screwed up. So, okay. Well, so Corey Hawkins was in Straight Outta Compton playing Dr. Dre, but it was O'Shea Jackson Jr. playing Ice Cube, who was Ice Cube's son. Uh, right on. Yeah, yeah but we were, um, we were almost there. Yeah, I just had to you know throw that in there. Um, Dre, Corey, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I fucked up. Oh, well. But anyway. <laughs> um, um, no, I, I, I like the way this whole thing started. It was really, really great. But um, uh, I don't know. Like, it, There's really not that much you need to say beyond the point where they get to the island. Because exactly mm-hmm. what you think is going to happen in this movie happens. Yeah. If you watch the trailer, you pretty much have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, which is great because there's a lot of cool stuff that actually happens in the movie that still, uh, you know, keeps you interested and keeps you there. And, you know, it just holds your attention, which is great. But the actual, like, plot of the movie is very simple, which I always love. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you just need to watch a movie that you don't have to think about. Yeah. No, they So they get there. They fight their way through the hurricane. And mm-hmm. um, the whole time, Samuel L. Jackson, who is... Uh, one of the quintessential parts of this movie. And we'll talk about characters in, in a minute once we finish kind of rolling through the the ongoings in the film. Mm. Uh, but uh, they fight their way through this hurricane, and it's made really cool by uh, Samuel L. Jackson doing this whole bit about talking about how Icarus flew too close to the sun and how they're just close to this greatness, and it's kind of neat. And then they blow through, and boom, they're on Skull Island. It's magical mystery yeah. place. Uh, and then they proceed to do one of the... I think more sillier things in the movie. It's not a complaint. It's just it was kind of like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Where they were like, we have to map the island. That was one of the things that the scientists said that they had to do. And oh, Mm -hmm. uh, before I go too much further, forget. One of my favorite things about this movie is some of the very simple things they do. Like there's a scene where they're being briefed on the boat to go to Skull Island. um, And there are scientists on the left and there are army guys on the right. Everybody on the left is wearing a blue jumpsuit. Everybody on the right is wearing a green jumpsuit. It's just like color-coded the fucking nerds from the badasses so you know <laughs> yeah. exactly who should be kicking ass and who should be dying. Yeah, and uh, who should be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, who should know how to use a rifle and who should know how to use a fucking calculator? Yeah. <laughs> fucking nerd. Um, so I, I love that. But um, anyway, so yeah, they are like, we're going to bomb the fuck out of the island to map it. Yeah. Um, well, obviously there's a, as if you didn't uh, glean this from Kong Skull Island... There's a giant ape who doesn't like that too much, and he just goes mm-hmm. bananas, pardon the pun, on these helicopters. Everybody's scattered to the wind, and now everybody is abandoned without a ride on an island that is that, that mankind, for the most part, has never seen. And they're all separated, too. There's about three different groups yeah. of people, and they're all in which different spots, which is good. Spots, I, like is awesome. that. Yeah. I like that he didn't just tell one group's thing. It's just like picking them off so <clears> like it's like, yep. a, like a teen slasher, like... You know, they did this grid thing where, like, all there are there are shit that you see as the viewer that, like, all three groups of people don't see. Like, right. at one point, they're attacked by a giant spider whose legs are camouflaged as bamboo, which scared awesome. the fuck out of me because I hate spiders. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, speaking of the, of the monsters, the monster's really cool in this movie. I loved the fact that uh, on this iteration of Skull Island, it wasn't just a gigantic ape and a bunch of giant regular bugs and mm-hmm. dinosaurs. It yeah. was actual like monsters that were different that you've yeah. never seen before. So 
Like, uh, I think the first one that they saw was this, like, really big, giant, uh, like, wildebeest-looking thing with oh, multiple horns. And it was adorable. And, like, you know, it had moss all over it and uh, stuff. It was kind of cool. And it was like, all right, man. well. Or lady. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. Handsome woman. I, <laughs> water buffalo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you would tell the gender of a water buffalo, but... Even um, whether or not it has a huge cock or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it has a python hanging from it. Actually, maybe on a giant beast it's easier to tell. Yeah, you know. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's your problem right there. It's got a kickstand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Um, it, that, that was kind of a nice introduction uh, to like the rest of the wildlife. Because immediately the first monster you see, which is awesome, is Kong. Like, you see him first. Yeah. Uh, right from Jump Street, you see him uh, when, uh, during the World War II sequence, you first see him, and then right on when they when they first fly in. Did we talk about that? Uh, I don't oh, think we did. Yeah, we haven't. So yeah. let's, uh, let's rewind real quick back to the beginning of the movie where um, you're looking at a dogfight. It's a World War II dogfight in the Pacific. Um, a Japanese airman versus a u.s airman uh they shoot each other down um and the the airman lands on a beach he sees a parachute falling down with a guy on it it's a japanese guy and they proceed to fight yeah. and uh they're they pull their their guns on one another they're both terrible shots apparently because they miss um, and then it's like the Japanese guy with a dagger and, and a sword and they're just wrestling on the beach. And that is when you see two giant hands come up and Kong just basically stopping the fight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they don't really show the end of it, but they, they show like the two guys like holding on to one another and then like looking over in amazement that there's right. this like gigantic small, animal. Yeah, their small human uh, yeah. problems are, are no longer in question because yeah. and there's this, a giant gorilla looking at them now. And this is kind of like one of my favorite things to come back to later on in the film when we when we meet John C. Riley's character because yeah. uh, I, I just love this storyline well, so much. Well, let's go right into it because I mean, that's right oh, yeah. about, you know, we... Yeah, so... Uh, Really, it's it's all about survival. There, there's really no story elements to it. We find out that um, that they were really dropping those bombs not to map the island, but to force these monsters out of their hiding. And um, you know, I mean, of course, Tom Hiddleston's pissed because he's a mercenary, and you know, his girlfriend over there, Brie Larson, is just a <laughs> photographer and she loves yeah. animals. So, you know, um, they uh, they have problems with that, mm-hmm. uh, but. Through a, beyond that, it's just surviving their day to day, and they finally come across uh, these um, indigenous people called the Iwis, and among them is John C. Riley, who is now an older U.S. airman who was shot down in World yeah. War II. And what's what's really genius about doing this is he adds not only comedic relief because John C. Riley, yeah. man, he's funny as fuck. But I mean, um, he adds um, he adds a layer of perspective that you wouldn't have as an outsider. Yeah. So he's been living here for however many twenty something years, and he's just seen the way things are. He knows who Kong is. He knows who the villains of the piece are, which right. are uh, the which I thought was kind of a funny thing too. Like the skull, they couldn't think of a cool. Na- it's hard to name a monster nowadays, right? So right. like they they did this very clever device where they were like, we'll throw out a name. And then we'll have John C. Riley make fun of it, and then we'll just we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do whatever. And you, you know pick a perfect guy to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, He's I wish I actor. hadn't said yeah. that. You know what I mean. But like, it's a good way of just kind of breezing over that um, because it, it works. You know what I mean. And um, and he he basically sets up the adventure from there. Like we know now that like Kong, yes, he's a giant gorilla and he doesn't like people, you know, fucking marching all over his territory. But more so, he doesn't like these monsters and. You know, like the skull crawlers. The skull yeah. crawlers, right? But this is to, and to harken back before we go too much further. Harken back to the the multi group thing. He mm. explains this to Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, the two main characters of the film and their little group. But who misses out on all of yeah. this? Is Samuel L. Jackson. Sammy J. Now Sammy J. Survives the fight, and he's got a group of soldiers yeah. that are all like Nebraska corn fed or from Chicago. I don't know, like yep. wherever. Just dudes who want to kick ass for America, and they just watched. A hundred people in their battalion just get yeah. wasted. And so, Sammy J is just dying, dying to scream, Motherfucker! What is 
I bet he doesn't say motherfucker until he gets killed by Kong. Right? He was thinking motherfuckers. Motherfucker! I'm on a motherfucking boat! He drops a hammer on his foot. Motherfucker! Here you go, motherfucker! Motherfucker! Telling you, that was prime motherfucker territory. You could have broke ground on motherfucker just now. Really, you could have invested stock in motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like what he wanted to say was motherfucker. Oh, you can tell. You could have seen it in his face yeah. the whole time. He oh my just, god. He just mother. He like I think you like sit one. He's like his mouth tries to say it a couple of times. And like, yeah. It's just, but we knew. But it's like he's like pursed up. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, he's yeah. fighting it. He's just fighting it. But he knows yeah. in his in his mind and in his heart, even as an actor, he's just like this is a PG thirteen motherfucking movie. He can't say. It. He can't fucking say it because one motherfucker. One motherfucker is all you get. That's and it. And it's our. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. I love it. Like, cause you could, you could fucking tear people apart. You can, you, you like, I, that's what I love about like this rating. If I can just diatribe for a second, like, yeah. you can fucking rip people apart. The Walking Dead. You can just watch people get torn into <laughs> fucking pieces. But you show one pair of tits. You say the word motherfucker, you're already pushing yeah, rating. Done so. Like, right, yeah. No kids can Yeah, see you dance this. right yeah. over the line, motherfucker. Oh, God, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so yeah, he wants to say motherfucker the whole time. But regardless, here's the thing mm. he doesn't get this explanation. So all he knows is that there's a giant gorilla that killed 100 men and women who. Who served under him? So he's on a warpath. Yeah. He's oh. on a warpath. And also, all movie you can tell like they don't actually say it or anything like that. But in the way that he he acts and his mannerisms and everything, he hates the fact that the war ended. Yeah. Like he wants to fight. He wants like some sort of enemy. Like that's what he's looking for. So well, we lost. Right. Or, or better yet, no. I think somebody even says that we lost, and he said, "No, we gave up." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. think that drives him more. Uh, he's season. an old war horse. Yeah. You know, of that era. And he's out here with a kind of a death wish, and he's got all these tools at his disposal, and this is his war. Mm. You know what I mean? Which I thought was cool. I thought that's a cool dynamic. And you know what? I, you know what? If before we go too much further with his character, I like that Samuel L. Jackson was like acting in this movie. When you take the word "fuck" out of his vocabulary, he has to actually say other words. Yeah, it's fucking breathtaking to watch. It's one of the most amazing uh, things that I think Samuel L. Jackson has ever done. It's amazing. It's almost like watching him in uh, The Incredibles when he can't say "fuck" either. Yeah, or, um, or listening to his voice. It's, it's uh, or wonderful. like a Unbreakable, where he's basically in a wheelchair and yeah. not able to say "fuck." Oh yeah, yeah. You took away his legs <laughs> yeah. and his fucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's 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 fucked. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um. So that sets up the movie, and then you know, like really, the rest of the movie is exactly exactly what you think. It's yep. it's a mad and and they 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 place a time moniker on it, which mm-hmm. is like, which is a classic trope, and it works every time. Is you have two days till extraction, and you're on a mysterious island filled with monsters. We all got to get to this one place for the choppers to come in and pick us up. So mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is just a battle to get there. So. That being said, it was well executed. It was simple. It gave and it gives you all the thrills, which is why I like. I don't feel bad running this all down because one of the best parts about it and why you should still go see it is that the action sequences and all this stuff is so big and so special that uh, there's so much more to take away from just right. the plot. Um, you know, and and if I can just segue into one quick thing, which is, I think is the most magical thing about this movie is, in a, from a very technical standpoint. The fucking shots in this movie yes. are there. There are so many times in this movie where I was just like, "Oh my god, the shots in this movie, dude! The shots yeah. in this movie are fucking wonderful." Oh, I like these slow mo shots. The crisp, a crisp Samuel L. Jackson being upset. Oh my god, it's like a, it's like a nice Sierra mist. Mm. Oh god, this shot. Ah. That's good. That's good work. So glad you're watching that is, this. That is good work. So glad you're watching this. Oh, wow. Sharp push pull right there. That was good. That was good. That, I, I want to talk about that later. That was good. I'm sorry, sharp push pull is always... Oh, chief. Chief. This DV, I'm sorry. This cinematographer was, was looking for something. He was hunting. Oh, that's a yeah. shot. That's, that's a why shot. that's your favorite character. That's a shot right there. Oh. Yeah. Like, you can just see it coming. Yeah. Like, like, they did it so good that you, like, you know the shot in your head that you wanted to see. And yeah. then, bang, it's right there in front of you. You're like, oh. And yeah. it's like, 
It's like uh, it's fucking perfect. It's, it's like, like listening it's like to when that. you're building up to a breakdown in a metal song. That yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like the drums just fucking sweep you into this riff that just yep. you're just and you just you just start headbanging. That's yep. how it is. And if you don't listen to metal, then imagine the equivalent of that. I don't know what it is, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's probably something equally as magical and. I'm not gonna insult it. Never mind. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, so, I don't know enough about any other music yeah. to really. Imagine it's <laughs> just going know. towards whatever shittiness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, no, it just culminates in this wonderful. I, I think the DP was um, he was like uh, he he or she. I, I didn't even read the credits. Uh, it could be a woman. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DP, regardless, is just the cool dad on this set like he just delivers he's cooking grilled cheeses for the sleepover yeah. you know what I mean he is yeah, just he's, there he's microwaving he is, pizza rolls he, oh god he is just coming in he he, he knows like a little bit of like old hip hop lyrics and yeah. he's like he's kind of cool right yeah so like, did your dad just say warm it up Chris yeah yeah <laughs> he's like I'm about to <laughs> oh, I love it. yeah yeah no um uh so he no it, it's it's breathtaking if you appreciate that sort of thing in a movie as I do um, like a movie just looking cool yeah. can actually really sway the way I feel about a movie, um, then you, you'll really appreciate the hell out of this. And also, uh, you know, speaking of the shots and, and the effects and everything too, um, you, I mean, when you have uh, this character that is a gigantic ape who is the size of a skyscraper, it has to be CGI. There's no, no way yeah. around it. And this did not, like, I mean, you can tell it, it has to be CGI, but it didn't feel like a CGI movie. You know, there there was enough movement and everything that it, it was all really good, really well done. Now it's time to talk about my favorite thing ever, um, which is characters. Uh, yes. Characters are my favorite things in movies. This is why I get so uptight. This is why I shit so story, hard. On... Story and characters are so important. Yeah. Filmmakers, filmmakers, listen up. Story and characters or not, make a movie. Story less so for me. Characters really because yeah. you know for me it's it's about the story. You can have some kick ass characters, but if they're not like doing anything, well, maybe you know I mean it I mean? in a different way. I just mean it that a story can be the same story I've seen a hundred times. I, I you introduce yeah. new characters who do things to move the story in different ways, then I like it. But you uh, know, I, I guess I see where you're kind of coming from too, because the way. I, I guess story is kind of way too general uh, because the, the way that I'm thinking about it is like the characters individual stories so I guess it kind of works with what you're saying so yeah they're just they're just the moving parts yeah you know yep, I mean? yep, yep, you know. yep. so um, okay so let's start main character Tom Hiddleston <laughs> what we need is we need a handsome male lead yeah. do you have <laughs> headshots that we can look at <laughs> Loki knows how to fight with Loki is a mercenary. I like that everybody. This movie takes place in like the late 60s, early 70s, and Tom Hiddleston is dressed like G. yesterday. It's Tom Hiddleston. He's wearing a form fitting shirt in 1973. Yeah, he's wearing Under Armour somehow. Yeah, hot as fuck. That's a reasonable fucking main character making a decision. I would not try to take his gun. Meanwhile, this guy, not dirty, not sweaty, just adorable. Yeah, <laughs> hair, perfect. Chest, perfectly waxed. He's through his binoculars the wrong way. He is um, a mercenary. Standard issue, mercenary Standard issue. slash ex-war hero, special forces guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got an accent. The first time you've seen him, he does something really yeah. badass, and he just introduces you to a guy. You're like, all right, this guy is the uh, the handsome, kick-ass gentleman that will be leading us through this mm-hmm. picture. But I, I got to tell you, what's, what's awesome about it is that they do not overplay that card. No, no, they don't. You know. They really don't for the rest of the Like, movie. he it's doesn't never, turn into, like, it's not like a Steven he's not Seagal Jesse movie. Ventura's yeah. Predator. Exactly, or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, I ain't got time to bleed. You yeah, know exactly. Like, he, yeah. No, he's cool. The one thing I thought was really funny, though, and I think we commented on it on multiple times, not only in our viewing, but in our wasted uh, uh, attempt to review this movie, is how he... Look, it's 1973, and like we talked earlier about, but the he soldiers. has that 2000 swag. Oh man, he's got that 2017 crisp ass Henley shirt on. Like he looks so fucking crisp, ready yeah. to go. Like like that shirt was tailor made for yep. him as he goes into the jungle. Like you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it is. He is dressed to the nine. Brie Larson, in comparison, I'm a straight man. She looks like shit. You know what I mean? Like, she has a baggy ass, like old khaki shirt on. But Tom Hiddleston, he can get it. Like he looks fucking phenomenal. 
looks yeah. like, fucking great. Like Tom Hiddleston just threw out his his GNC protein shake and walked on the set. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what he looked yeah. like. He said, "Drink this," as he like threw it into some grip's face. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. He looks yeah. fucking amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that was one of the funniest things. But I mean, like, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah, um, well, I mean, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. It's about a giant yeah. ape. This exactly. movie, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll take the costumes with a grain of salt. Oh um, my god, yeah. So then um, the next big character is Brie Larson. Um, Brie Larson is the female. She did in the job. Movie. Oh, she's too good for Time Magazine. Yeah. She's too good for She's waiting for that National Geographic. She's waiting for that Tom Hiddleston dick. Oh, yeah. Well, who isn't? They gave her a slight 70s haircut and then put her in bell bottoms, and they were like, okay, and you're Brie Larson. Yeah, you're Brie Larson. Everybody else put on these arms. Shut the fuck up. I'll make it weird. I don't think Brie Larson is hot enough for Tom Hiddleston. That's what I'm getting at. I feel like, yeah, there's there's always uh, someone who reaches and someone who settles. I feel like Tommy settles. Oh, yeah, Tommy's definitely the settler. He's a frontiersman. Uh, yeah, she was good. Um, I, I, you know, like, she's a, so she's a photographer who's literally shrugging off offers from, like, Time Magazine. Yep. Like, they're, like, they're drunk dudes trying to hit on her at a bar. She is looking <laughs> to break a story that no one's ever seen before. Wide open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she's there. And, um, I... I'll get into this in a minute because I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought Brie Larson's acting is fine. That's not what I'm saying. But I thought the character was just left a little lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into it in a minute. I'll tell you why. Then the other biggest character I think in this movie, well, um, and before we get to Samuel L. Jackson, we've talked a lot about is... Uh, um, oh, that's right. John fucking Goodman. As I said at the beginning of this okay. podcast. All right. Stop patting yourself on the back. There he is. Yeah, there's the Goodman. There's the Dan Connor we know. Back on track. Let's talk about how John Goodman looks. It's John Goodman. All right. At the same time, John Goodman walks out of the jungle. But what if it was like a giant John Goodman? John Goodman, uh, who kind of leads us in prayer in this movie. He's the scientist who is putting this all together. He's awesome because he's fucking John Goodman and... Uh, he just kind of sets the little story up in that John Goodman, like, dad-friendly yep. tone. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I didn't even think about it until, like, five minutes ago. Uh, uh, if you watched the latest um, American-made Godzilla movie, the one from a few years back, uh, with uh, Brian Cranston, mm. very similar character. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they get this big-name actor who is known now known for dramatic roles, um, to be the scientist guy that initiates all of this monster mayhem, mm-hmm. and by the second act, gone. Yeah, oh, all right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, but you, you can kind of see that. But yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, like again, like we're not really. He's an overweight older guy on an island full with monsters. Filled with monsters. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you, exactly. where you can go it's, jack it's, shit. There is some cannon fodder in yeah, this movie. You're so dead. you're dead. It's um, a, it's a wild ride, regardless. But if you're a big John Goodman fan. Mm, you yeah. can turn it off after the first act. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, him. He kind of leads us in. He's awesome just because he's John Goodman. I can just watch him act all day. Yep. Um, and um, and then Samuel L. Jackson is the military. Um, you know, so we have the science perspective from John Goodman, and then you have Samuel L. Jackson. Like we we really kind of ran him down already. He is upset that the war is over. He did not get enough of an opportunity to fight. More importantly, his angst really he's kind of crazy i think if i remember correctly like he like Sammy not crazy J. but like he's just he wants to fight and, well, yeah like, he's, he's he's like bummed that the war's over right like he's, he's looking calm. for an enemy yep yeah he's calm as fuck when they're flying through the hurricane he's just telling everyone this story he's just ready to get out there and get wild and like i said before he he misses out on the whole description of who kong really is and therefore, he is the—he is almost like the human villain in yeah. the movie. He's the one that you want to—you want to stop. You want them to stop, or you know, eventually, you know, you, like you want him to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's the guy that's ballsy enough to stand alone against Kong, yeah. <laughs> even though the Kong is the size of a building. Right. You know? And then um, you know what? And he does—he does in these these wonderful shots. But what I think is already funny, as we already talked about, and even I think we even say before, right when we're getting the movie started, is. I think we made like a bet on like he's the only time he's gonna get to say it 
Yeah. The only time he gets to say yeah. motherfucker is right before Kong Skill kills him. Yep. And I'll yep. blow it out of the water right now. That's exactly, That's what, exactly happens. what happens. <laughs> but I think he only gets halfway through. Yeah, he's like, he's like motherfucker. And then he's just like, bam. Motherfucker. <laughs> and then yeah. they just do him. Yeah. So they didn't even, they, that was a good way to cut it out. Yeah. Because actually, you know what would be really funny if they just like, if he tried to say motherfucker a bunch of times, like everybody else just like cut him off. They'd be, he'd be like, well, motherfucker. They'd be like, well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, uh, motherfucker. Sir, yeah. uh, you might want to see this. That would have added a nice comedic touch to yeah. it. And then, then everybody else is just um, well. I know. I remember your particularly like one of your favorite characters was Shea Wing. Ah, yeah, Cole. He's awesome. Cole was a cool character. He's he was, a, you know, he's just badass. At one point, everyone dies, and he's just chilling. He's like eating something out of a can. Like, how can you even eat right now? He's like, because I'm hungry. I'm like, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's my favorite character. Like he's he's that like cool like as a cucumber, just like lieutenant. He carries <laughs> you know? an AK-47 instead of an American standard issue yes, weapon because cool. he believes. And carrying the weapon of his, of his enemy, which I didn't think about till just now, yeah. is something that also comes back later on in the movie. Yes, yeah, um, you're right. Wow, I, didn't I never even thought think of that. that. Yeah, and then, um, but he's awesome. I also thought he met at his end. I was a little disappointed, but he was still cool. You know what I mean? But um, he does like he definitely does the Billy from Predator. Yeah, you know, like he does the I'm sick of running. I'm yep. gonna make my stand. He does that thing. It's cool, but. Um, and then John C. Riley, I think, is is now he we saved that he the, is my favorite character yeah. in this movie. And he's I, not and last I, because he's bad. He's he's just because he we could talk the longest yeah, about. I him. I have not held that back mm-hmm. uh, at all whatsoever. I think I've talked to about it uh, about his character at length. Uh, even when we were doing our last podcast, I mentioned it. Just uh, I mean he. He, I just thought that he was like a really cool character, and uh, the fact that he still carried the sword of his best friend, who was the airman, yep. the, the the Japanese airman who was his mortal enemy at the beginning, ended up being his best friend, and he carries his sword because he had died like a few right. years before. You uh, that I thought had, that was so cool. You learn that they had at some point being stranded on this island together and really realizing that there are much bigger issues at right. hand than, than their their society's wars. They end up becoming friends with mm-hmm. each other, and John C. Riley says, "You know, this is this was my best friend who fell at the hands of the skull one of crawlers." The skull yeah. crawlers. So um, he carries for the rest of the movie when they decide that they're going to make their you know their push towards this dust off site. Uh, he carries his sword yeah. for the rest of the movie. And it, isn't it like weird. stuck in like the rocks or something like it that? Was, and he's just like, "I'm going to take it." It's like shink. Yeah. yeah, it was at his grave site. Yep. But John C. Reilly's character is really good because, like I said, he offers two things. He offers exposition. Comedic, he offers comedic yep. um, relief because he's John C. Reilly and he's just fucking funny. Yeah. I mean, the way he delivers shit, the way he acts, because he, he's a good actor. That's funny. That's yeah. what I, I like about John yeah. C. Reilly. And then. Um, yeah, he delivers the exposition. He, he he lets you know. He tells you the story of the skull crawlers, and he tells you the story that Kong is King Kong, but he probably was previously a Prince Kong because yeah. there used to be a whole family of Kongs that are now dead once again at the I believe at the hands of the skull crawlers. Uh, yeah, at the big skull crawler. Yeah. So it's it's Kong who is the only thing that's keeping this giant skull crawler underground. Right. So yeah. he kind of leads you into that. And um, yeah. um, one cool thing before we keep going is. I loved this part too. It's the fact that they had to um, put together his old fighter plane and turn it into a boat. That was cool. Yeah, that was a way to nostalgically that. call back his yeah. thing. Yeah, he built he rebuilds his plane into a boat, which they then use as an escape vehicle to get down the river. Yeah. To, to kind of escape. Yeah, so cool. cool. I mean, that, you know, all the characters in this movie like it kind of remind me of like the cast of like a role-playing game like an rpg mm. you know so I don't, I don't know why it's just like you have like your your soldier and like your fighter and then like your healer and it, stuff like yeah, that like to, to get like yeah, turbo yeah. nerd on it um, but it just seems just because it's like kind of a quest mm-hmm. or like adventure movie you know i um yeah i guess that's really it for the main characters i mean um no. everyone else is sort of expendable and a lot you know a lot of people died but um and like I don't know, that's really like the obviously the visual effects in this are humongous. You know, well, they're, speaking they're, of people dying, dude, um, the fact that they were able to do like the the most cringeworthy death scenes without showing them. Oh, oh. pterodactyl! Oh, man, man. I was like, I was just thinking there are too many people alive. Oh my god, gross! There, yeah. just shoot through. Oh, he's he's beating. 
He's done so no fans Oh shit. Right between the dick. Right in the Cape Canaveral's. He's terrible. Yes! Yes! Yep. Oh god. I love a good dismemberment. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very Indiana Jones. Like it was very uh, like you you see somebody about to meet their end. The camera pans off a little bit, and then you see this like massive blood splatter, like that sort yeah. of stuff. No, that's really cool point. stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is great because it, I think it's even more. Effective. Especially well, especially in a PG thirteen movie where you can't rip someone apart, but you don't want to show nothing right. because then it's pointless. So you have to do these creative ways of showing that somebody just met their end, and it was very fucking brutal. And it makes you almost more uncomfortable, and makes which which puts you in the right frame of mind that you should yeah. watch a movie where people are trying to escape absolutely uh, monsters that they cannot even remotely conceive. Yep. Um, but um, I do have uh, no. So I like this movie a lot. I do had a couple minor things that I thought would have made the movie better, mm. um, and I want to discuss them with you. Yeah, Please don't ahead. be upset. Yeah, with I'm me. not going to be upset. Uh, I'm like not. I, said, I, like I don't it. have a bottle of bourbon in me, so I'm not going to be upset <laughs> yeah. about anything. You can hate the movie all you want. I don't care. I love it. So one of my biggest complaints with this movie was yeah. actually with two things with the two main characters. One. I'm sorry, but Brie Larson's character is kind of a dish rag in this okay. movie. You it's know, fine. like she is there, she's taking pictures, and there's a lot of cool things you could have done with that. You know, with her perspective on everything, and it was just kind of like glassed over because it was like, I almost felt sometimes like she was a little bit crowbarred in. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's face it, uh, she was in there to get a female in. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a female um, uh, scientist. Uh, it was like an Asian lady, like a Japanese lady. Oh, that's um, right. That yeah, hung yeah. around uh, like Corey Hawkins' character all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they kiss in the end? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like they should have. Eh, well, she <laughs> can know. get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, that's that's the reason why she was there. Yeah. They needed a female lead, and they needed a character like that. Right, and I know? thought that Hiddleston, um, mm-hmm. but once again, I'm not downplaying the acting either. It's just the, the, the their point in the movie. Even Hiddleston, I feel like they even kind of had to give him the special sequence to show how badass he was yeah. right about the movie. Oh, uh, well, like, where he's like, oh, sword! I, <laughs> like, yes, yeah. and I also didn't like that. I didn't right? like the fact that he threw the sword. Just because I, I it was like... so heavy-handed. Um, I, I feel like it would have been cool if he had done something differently and that we had seen John C. Riley fight with the sword. Well, he, he, they, we kind of do see that. We kind of yeah. see that, that, that like, kind of Japanese-style um, duel. Where he he puts the sword up basically to to his forehead almost, yeah. and you see him kind of like charge at a skull crawler and mm-hmm. take the skull crawler down, which is really cool. But um, yeah, but I would have I would have rather have seen John C. Riley like really use the crap out of that sword. Right, but then Tom Hiddleston gets it and kills like twenty of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, like with one hand, yeah. the other hand's just like fucking like holding a beer. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, it's it's old it Abercrombie Tom. Yeah, this is my idea. I yeah and like what it is, but all right. So we had a lot of great characters in this movie, except for the fact that I thought the two main characters were the ones who kind of left the most lacking. Like we just talked a lot about Samuel L. Jackson, we talked a lot about John C. Riley, but we like really went over Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson really fast because their characters really were just kind of following them, and we're seeing the things that they're seeing. Check this out, Tom Hiddleston, take him out of the movie entirely. Mm. All right, make it about Brie Larson's character. Mm-hmm. She's a photographer, once again, that is just shrugging off offers from Time Magazine because she wants to do something that's never been done before. She is attached to a group of military people as this, you know, photographic, you know, whatever. So she is the perspective, all right? Therefore, you don't have to crowbar any action sequences because she's an outsider and she gets to apply her outsider perspective. When we meet John C. Riley, even though he's John C. Riley and yes, he's a little bit gormy and whatever, still, give him this sword fighting bit because he learned from his Japanese friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? I almost felt like that would have given her substance. That would have given John C. Riley a little bit cooler of an action element. And you actually would have removed a character and kind of consolidated the viewpoints. And whatever. you could have had this really kind of kick-ass, like Ellen Ripley, almost like female mm-hmm. character who... Yeah, maybe she doesn't shoot guns and drive mechs, but like, and she's got a camera, but maybe that's the beauty behind it. Yeah. She doesn't have any military experience. She is just somebody who literally captures things for people. You know what I mean? And that's who she is for us as the viewer and who she is as a photographer who probably eventually gets a Time magazine spread. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I think it would have been cooler if they utilized her photography stuff 
a lot more. Yeah, like, like if, even if using you, a flash to like scare monsters away. Uh, yeah, or or, or just uh, to use um, like maybe an old school film crew, so you kind of get that that old like reel to reel film, like that. You know, yeah. like as they're like trying to film like a giant monster type thing. I thought that you know, that would have been pretty cool. I don't know. I, I think to take Tom Hiddleston completely out of the movie, I. I Something would be lacking there, and I, I feel like that's just the the Hollywood formula, you know, yeah, that well, that it, that it kind of like takes out. Um, you you kind of miss that star power because he is like the biggest star in the movie. Oh, absolutely, for sure, and, and that and that's that's probably the reason why a lot of people even just saw the movie to begin no, with. No, yeah, but. you're absolutely right. No, I I know from a money making perspective. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying from um, I think making a no, decent, I get it. Yeah, decent story out of it. And yeah. this is just a suggestion. This is just no. It was still good. I just think that would have taken it yeah. to another like level of kind of cool. Now, all of that being said, what's really cool about this movie too, even though we have this star-studded cast. The movie is still really about Kong. Is that King, King Kong? He's king now. He's king now. He's not prince anymore. So King Kong's a gorilla. Yeah, no, he is. Wow. Yeah, contrary to popular belief. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Kong is just the caretaker of the island. Well, that's that's the point. Like I relate with Kong from the get, like from the beginning, because it's just like. If anybody shows her red fires at my house, I'd be like, would you get the fuck off? He's like a disapproving father, but you know what? He knows that this guy, he knows that this guy is not going to steer her wrong. You're stupid. He's not stupid, dude. He's just big. He's going back to his house, dude. He had a rough day. He's going back to his wacky, humongous gorilla house. Where does... Kong's He's like, gonna go hang out with his crew. What is, what is King Kong's like pals? You, you know, I feel like there's probably a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I would know. There might I be. Would, a, I would be let down. There, there might not. be a really big lie. tire swing. Yeah. He gets a lot of screen time. You get a, a lot a of, of bare ass. You get a lot of Kong ass. He's <laughs> just, just not wearing a huge diaper or anything. Yep. It is just bare. Monkey ass. Out it's. There. Uh, I take the bear monkey ass over the ball bag any day. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> we could have gotten that. Yeah, you know. That's true. But uh, yeah, the, <laughs> um, it, I, I thought they gave him enough screen time. They gave him enough of an actual character yep. element too, yep. without being too heavy handed in it. Because uh, I mean, the the Peter Jackson King Kong from was it two thousand three? I think it came mm-hmm. out. Um, awesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome movie. You know, very, very good, well done, uh, and basically the, just a retelling of the original, the original Kong. Um, That's why. Also, I kind of thought that maybe making the Brie Larson character the main character would have added a kind of throwback to it, because instead of making her just a damsel in distress, like yeah, you know, she could have been more of a commanding presence, but also still able to befriend Kong. Well, and maybe even wanna, because she is that, I want to talk presence. a little bit about that uh, in a, in a second. Um, I just want to finish this real quick. Um, just the fact that um, with Peter Jackson's King Kong, they they give way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they make him way too human, you know, yeah. where he's like falling in love with this like little human girl, yeah. like that yeah. sort of thing. And uh, he's like, you like know, a he's 401k. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> he's yeah, for his yeah. Retirement. He's yeah. contemplating his own mortality, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he's balancing his books. I don't know, um, but that, that's <laughs> being healthier because he was an animal back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he applied for AARP. <laughs> oh, he's an older con. Yeah, he's an older con. You know, <laughs> he's he's he's, uh, he's, uh, he's he's up there. But um, yeah, that's the only thing that kind of sucked this time around. He, you could, you, it feels like he's that force of nature that he should be. It feels like an animal mm-hmm. um, now. Uh, getting into like Brie Larson's character and everything where I wanted to go with that is I am so glad that this is not just another retelling because I gotta tell you when I first saw that they were even uh, producing a new Kong movie and this was before it was even titled yeah, uh, there's I, the blonde well yeah there's a blonde or you know I immediately what I thought was they're going to retell this story again and rehash mm-hmm. it again I mean how many times can this fucking ape climb 
the biggest building in New York City. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, they've done it a few times with the Empire State Building. They did it back in the, uh, the 70s or 80s with the World Trade Center. Um, they, I, I mean, like, how could they make it different? I mean, like, were they going to bring him to Chicago so he can climb the, the Sears, Sears Tower, Tower, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or to, to Dubai? And... I could see him on, like, Golden Gate Bridge. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, yeah right. you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, I'm but kidding. that's that's immediately what I thought, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there, like, a huge-ass building out there? No, there is. I just, I would love to see the explanation of how they were. How like, we got to the well, fucking desert. Uh, <laughs> we brought him to Dubai. It was, like, yeah, some sultan. This is, like... Some prince with like a golden Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to build. Uh, I want a big ape. <laughs> yeah, like Jasmine's dad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's immediately what I thought of, and um, I love the. I love this kind of retelling. This yeah. is this is such a great. They made, it, great, they made it their own. They yeah, no, own. exactly. I was about to say that they, they really took uh, took material and 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 did their own thing with it, and it worked out great. It worked out great. It's not like this is King Kong in the future. This is not King Kong in space. Wait, you know, though, you're onto something there. King There's Kong no the higher building to climb than outer space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he climbs the space station. Yeah, he climbs the moon. Skull moon. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Not bad. Yeah, he sets up a moon base for himself. Well, Christ, he had to leave Earth because nobody would leave him the fuck alone. Yeah, you know. And so he got in this, like, banana spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Float out to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right? God. That's how... Yeah, he, you know, he packs up his kitten. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> jumps, jumps on his banana ship. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, All right, well... Stupid. Out of... Uh, Five possible inhaler puffs. So inhaler puffs. Stick with inhaler puffs. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I will give it uh, four. Four yeah. and a, no, four and a half. Fuck it, I'm feeling good. I am. Uh, uh, I liked yeah. it. It was fun. Four and a half. I, I would probably never give a movie full marks because I'm just an asshole at my core. But mm. uh, four and a half. Um, you know, it was good. But uh, you know, like I said, I think it was a couple things I could have just. Well, a little bit of extra tuning, it could have been just yep. like the best monster movie I've ever seen. But with that being said, it didn't even need those things because it's still a good one. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Uh, I am right there with you. I'm going to give it a solid four and a half. Um, this is a movie that I was actually pleasantly surprised with. Yeah. Uh, this was the first that's movie. What, that's what it, it does the exact opposite, if, I think, if I can harken yeah. back to our first podcast, The Void. The reason we were so mad at The Void is because we wanted it to be so good. Yeah, it looked We wanted it to be so good, yeah. and it just wasn't. It wasn't even, like, so bad. It's just we, we really were so pissed off that it yeah. wasn't great. And this movie was, you went into it. Obviously, Hugh had told me a little bit about it, but we both went into it at separate times and thought, okay, it can only be this good. Well, and Jesus it was Christ. a little bit better than that. I, I caught it as a matinee because right. I, I was like, I right. don't know if this movie deserves, like, right. We didn't price. even talk about going to see it, which when we want to see a movie, we go, you, you usually end up seeing it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I caught this at a matinee and it was one of those, it's like the first movie in a very long time. I think the only other movie that has done this for me in like the last five years was the first John Wick movie where, where I walked in, uh, I walked in expecting a a stupid movie and I walked out with I'm here to kill two hours. Yeah, And then I can't wait to tell my friends how fucking bad it is. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I walked out with a huge smile on my face Mm -hmm. and I had nothing but creativity coursing through my veins. Like I wanted to create stories around these characters. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted more. You know? It's funny that you bring up John Wick because I, I think not only is it the perfect um, uh, example of like what we're doing, like what we just yeah. kind of experienced with Kong, but um, it's also the complete adverse because I went and saw it first. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I texted yeah. you, I was like, "Yo, I just yeah, saw John Wick. You, yeah. you need to go fucking see this movie." And you were like, "I don't know, man." Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, "It looks like every other." Movie. I was like, "Nah, nah, nah this yeah. one's different." And you know, like, yeah, like on a that. random Monday, I yeah. went and saw it at a matinee, and uh, yeah, you were absolutely right; it blew my mind away. Mm. Uh, but it's a, it's the simple movies like that, folks. Do not discount them because they rock. Definitely worth the small yep. amount of money you will pay for the on-demand price, which is already half the price of the theater. So if you oh, didn't yeah. see it. Definitely watch. This well, is a great Saturday night movie. This yeah, is a great Saturday absolutely. night. It's raining. Your kids are running around being little fuckers, and you need to you need to get them to settle the fuck down. They'll go crazy for giant gorillas. I will say this right now. I am going to buy the shit out of the Blu-ray. Nice. And this is a this is a movie that I will put on at any time. Like if I'm if I'm at the drawing board, taking you know, a dump. doing some work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> taking a dump. I'll just 
turn up the cooking, volume. Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> just close my eyes and imagine the scenes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I will. I'll put it on the background. I'll actually sit down and watch it. It's, mm. uh, it's just a great versatile yeah, if the, watch if the again. The world type ended, movie. and I was part of some bizarre troop of people. Uh, yeah. Traveled around and had to put on plays. I would, I would enact King Kong Skull <laughs> like, like Reign of uh, Reign of Fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're reenacting like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it would just be like one guy in a gorilla suit, which we would really go back to that gorilla suit thing, and yeah. it, it would be really great. Which just like a UPS suit, but with like a gorilla mask. <laughs> yeah, no, like a bunch of grass tied to it, like yeah. fur. Yeah, real. real yeah, like know. a bunch of hay. Yeah, but like we still give credit to the costume director because it's like, God, it's yeah. It's not well, a lot you to know, work you got to big him up he's a silent hero at the same time i gotta tell you if you can't find a gorilla suit in the apocalypse who's looking for a gorilla suit well i mean you could you could really use a gorilla suit in the apocalypse dude yeah. like if you wanted to scare the shit out of people out of your section of the woods because let's face it the best place to go is the woods mm-hmm. right i think you know you dress up like a bigfoot all right gorilla suits hard to come across in the apocalypse i don't know you just break into a costume shop <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah but anyway, and um, hope that there's a magic shop next door so you can get smoke bombs and all that cool shit. Oh, you know? yeah. magic gorilla! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, um, onward and upward. Uh, this is episode two. We're moving on to episode three. We actually already picked, um, yeah, but I do want to. Um, if you're listening to this shit, hopefully, like a year after we're already doing this, please know we are always looking for recommendations. So mm. whatever, by any means that you can possibly get a hold of us. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, email, smoke signals, fucking carrier pigeons, anything you can figure out, yeah. uh, you know, get us, get us some intel on what you would like us to fucking crank back a bunch of beers and watch because yep. we will do it and we will talk about it. But please understand that we will be very honest about it. Um, not all movies are calm. We'll be uh, we'll be very honest about it and just know that we're not going to just watch a movie just because you picked it. Mm. <laughs> You know, if it's a shithead movie for the sake of being a shithead movie that we have zero interest in, we're not going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, they got to be something good. So. Yeah, we're not going to watch Troll 2 and tell you how bad it is. <laughs> you know? You that's, know that. That's stupid. <laughs> in fact, I am pissed that you even thought about that yeah, did you and decided that to bring this did to our attention. Did you fucking do that? Yeah. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but our next movie uh, we've already picked. It's yeah, called, tell um, called Cure for Wellness. It's directed yep. by Gore Verbinski, who is made uh, famous uh, by our litany of movies, but most recently, I think most at the forefront of most people's mind is he is famous for the first three uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So he's a big director doing kind of a smaller film. Yeah. Uh, it looks creepy. It looks it's, trippy. Uh, it's got the kid from Chronicle in it, right? Yeah, yeah it's got yeah, that yeah. kid from Chronicle. Who was um, also uh, Harry Osborn in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes, yeah, yep, good yep, call. Yep, he's yep. actually a good, and he's also in an really upcoming movie. He's a good actor. Um, he's a good, he, he plays a good, like, kind of shady dude. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but he's he's good. Uh, I don't. And then uh, Jason Isaacs is in it too. And Ooh, you, wow! If, if you don't know who Jason Isaacs is, I'll tell you exactly who he is in the movie The Patriot. Yep. He is the fucking villain, and in that movie, he is awesome. He is awesome, and like most of the shit, he's the. He's uh, one of the main characters in like one of the Harry Potter movies. I can go mm-hmm. on all day. Regardless, he's good. I think yeah. he plays sort of the villain in this movie. It's very like, it's very much about like it's trippy, it's weird. Yeah. I don't. We'll talk we'll about it obviously in the it. next podcast. Yeah, yeah. next episode we'll talk um, a little more about it. But that's a, it's another one that is a theatrical release, but I think very small. So I, I think yeah, we, I think it's definitely still within our realm. I, I think it was in and out of theaters because uh, when you brought it up to me, I I totally forgot about it, and then you sent me the trailer to it, and. Mm-hmm. That's when I remembered it even being a thing. So, so that's yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited to check that out. Yeah, so yeah. that's what we're doing. And well, fuck it, I'll ruin it. We're doing it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this stay is a double header, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And we're already yeah. drinking, so yeah, let's we, hope uh, that we don't talk again in another seven days. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we're gonna we're gonna refrain from that again. This is a no bourbon zone for the time being. So. <laughs> bourbon zone. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey, go fuck yourself. Hey, what's up? It's Dave here to smash a bottle on the bow of the good ship, Rob Ewage episode two, Kong Skull Island. Huge thank you to our listeners for dealing with our bullshit when it comes to blacking out uh, and uh, not reviewing the movie for seven days after we watched it. 
Um, we are still working on the formula, so next time we will make sure we get you the rawest of viewage. Um, thank you to Neargansett and Two Roads Brewing Company for fueling us and making us the right kind of obnoxious to get that movie review you fucking crave. Then uh, also, of course, Paradise Pizza of Stratford, Connecticut. Thank you for the podcast pie. Pepperoni mushroom every single time. That is how we do business. And then, so obviously, Calabrese. Thank you so much. The song Lust for Sacrilege in our intro is off the album Lust for Sacrilege. It is awesome. I'm not just saying that to be nice. It is one of their best albums. They have like five or six of them. Um, if you need more Calabrese, I highly recommend going back to their album, The Traveling Vampire Show. It is one of the best punk rock albums ever. I don't care what anyone says. It rips. And then, um, yeah, that's really all I got for you guys in uh, classic Raw Viewage fashion. And I say that this being the second episode. Um, we're going to uh, play you out with a little bit of bonus viewage. So I hope you enjoy. And we'll see you next time. What is a doctor before a doctor? Like a uh, like a doctor, like a doctress? <laughs> no, that's a lady doctor. Oh. <laughs> I, I would have been. I would just. I would tell all my friends something that. Like, well, I listen to Black Sabbath. Yeah. And I'm talking like brand new Black Sabbath. <laughs> the hardest thing you'll do in your life is to figure out whether you use Google for lists. That's um. That's the president, Richard Nixon. Yo, you drink, that's a ballsy move, Kong, I'm just saying, you drink from the river. Yeah, man. You might be peeing out, dude, you might be peeing out your butthole. Or shitting out your butthole. From this height, oh, we kill me. I'm counting on it. I don't like that he was like, two clicks up river and then said 45 Yo, I gotta pee. Ah, you didn't tell him about my pubes, did you? Huh? I don't know what you're saying. You know, uh, Harambe only dies one year anniversary was this last weekend. So it's very, um, poignant that us. That Gun Skull and so close to his anniversary. Oh, really?